Greg and Dan Show on WMBD. Greg Batten, Dan DiOrio. We have been friends with our next guest for a long, long time. He is a Peoria guy, Richwoods grad, Washington uh, Gifted School grad, uh, Peoria fella that is now the congressman from the 8th District up north, Raja Krishnamurthy. Congressman, good to talk to you. Hey, good morning. How are you? We're doing all right. Danny, fire away, man. Well, it's the, the CHIPS Act, which is a bipartisan act to... Uh, bring back microchips and that sort of production back to the U.S. Uh, The Republicans are starting to question, and I get it, but some of the qualifications that businesses have to have from diversity, uh, you can't reinvest your profits, uh, stock buybacks, there's a whole list of things. And are you concerned that that may turn some companies away if you put up too many roadblocks? Because a lot of these companies are doing, making these chips, but they're doing it overseas in South Korea. And so trying to get them back, are there going to be too many roadblocks, or do you think it's good to have these standards? There could be, and I I think that we have to take a close look to see, you know, how the CHIPS Act is implemented but, man, uh, if you look at the number of projects that uh, foreign manufacturers and domestic manufacturers have now committed to 40 projects totaling nearly $200 billion in new manufacturing facilities in the U.S., overall it seems like the spirit of the CHIPS Act is working, and it's bipartisan. So how about that? Yeah, how about that? That seems uh, almost a miracle to me. Uh, what what is the uh, that uh, that issue aside the chips act aside let's go outside of that for a moment and talk to me about the flavor right now on, on capitol hill of bipartisanship um honestly it's 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 not as high as it should be um i think that there's a real polarization um obviously there there are challenges with with us as members of congress i think that um unfortunately uh uh, we th- we throw too many hand grenades and not engage enough handshakes. Uh, but on the other hand, also uh, I think part of it is the 24 media 24 hour media cycle, which um, kind of rewards that behavior, and then of course social media, which amplifies it. Mm-hmm. All that being said, I do want to just touch on one um, area where we're seeing bipartisanship. So I got named as the ranking member of the new China Select Committee right. in Congress. Um, with uh, my colleague and friend, uh, Mike Gallagher, a Republican from Wisconsin. Uh, the only thing I, I find disturbing about Mike is he's a Packers fan. But <laughs> apart from that, uh, you know, I, we, the two of us actually um, uh, you know, agree on a lot of things with regard to the Chinese Communist Party. And we are trying to operate this committee in a bipartisan fashion. It's kind of received attention for that uh, characteristic. And hopefully we can kind of keep that up. Well, uh, Danny, are you going to talk, talk about yeah. China? Because I want to ask about something about China, but go ahead. Well, I was going to just talk about the bipartisanship. Okay, go ahead. Um, it seems to me, and, and I've been fascinated, and I've been talking about this for six months, that within the Republican Party, it's slowly been happening, uh, he, like Voldemort, he who should not be named Trump. They have been attacking him just around the edges, and as they kind of move around Trump, 
you're hearing Chris Sununu. You're hearing um, uh, the governor of Mar- uh, I think it's Maryland or uh, and others uh, who are talking about this moderate faction, talking about working with Democrats, talking about moving the government forward. So there is this faction of what I would call moderate to centrist Republicans who are much more open as opposed to the other faction to the right. But I'm seeing a little bit more of the centrist Republicans having a more positive tone. Um, I I sense that as well. Obviously, I'm not, um, you know, in, in their caucus, so I don't know what their, um, you know, discussions are like. But what I can say for sure is that, um, you know, I have a lot of friends on the other side who uh, – I think are, are looking for ways to partner uh, with with people like me and others to kind of move forward on legislation that makes sense, whether it's with regard to uh, the Chinese Communist Party or whether it's with, with regard to skills-based education, which I've talked a lot about with you folks over the years. Um, or, you know, I, I just testified uh, the other day about my um, bipartisan bill to ban individual stock trading by members of Congress. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a concept which, you know, quite frankly, when I tell constituents or others, you know, they're like, you, you mean you can do that now? You can actually trade stocks as members of Congress? I say, yeah, you can, and it's not right. Um, whether it's any of those issues, I think we can, um, you know, make some, you know, bipartisan progress. Sometimes uh, the little snapshots that you see on social media, while some of them are maddening and do divide us, there's a couple that are always really smart to me. And I saw one, what you just mentioned about the stock trading of members of Congress. It, it said this. I just saw it yesterday. Major League Baseball players can't bet on baseball games. Congress people shouldn't be able to use their knowledge to make money on stocks. I thought that was good. Yeah. I want before we leave you though. I, or, I want to talk about China for a second. I am uh, um, amazed at how we walk on this fine line between uh, being leery, uh, worry about them being an enemy, uh, worrying about them uh, using TikTok, for instance, and things like that. Uh, at the same time, we're so our economies are so tied to each other uh that i don't know how we walk that line it's amazing to me so this new committee that you're on what is what is the goal of that uh you're right in your observations um the the goal of the committee is kind of set out in the legislation creating it which is uh investigate and report on the challenges that the chinese communist party the ccp poses from an economic, military, and technological standpoint. And then I would add one other thing, which is uh, figure out how to counter those challenges and try to usher legislation through Congress that addresses the same. And um, we had our first hearing. Um, I thought it went extremely well. It was in prime time, got a lot of attention, mainly because the witnesses were excellent and the the members of Congress there, 24, that's a big group, um, largely just stuck, stuck to the topics. I think the last thing I would say is, you know, our quarrel is not with the people of China or, you know, people of Chinese origin or Asian origin. It can't be. I'm an Asian American myself. Um, our quarrel is, or our differences are with the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, which is engaging in genocide with regard to the Uyghurs, 
two million people um, who, whose identities they're trying to erase. Our, our quarrel is with them and their trade and manufacturing and economic policies, which really undermine our own. And, uh, and then we are also concerned about the militaristic nature of their approach to um, you know, neighbors in the Indo-Pacific region, uh, name, for instance, Taiwan. Um, and so uh, we have to figure out a way to both coexist, hopefully do business in a way that is win-win, but also protect our interests and our values. And I think that's kind of the heart of what the committee is after. And, and I, I think what we have been lacking for some time is diplomacy. I've always liked the Godfather, keep your friends close and enemies closer. And Ronald Reagan, even in the midst of the Cold War and verbally saber-rattling uh, with Russia, also had a great diplomatic channel to Russia to, to get the salt talks going and agreed upon. I just wish, uh, too, somehow that not just with China but the rest of the world, we could lead with more diplomacy. You know, um that, that's a very fine point, and I think that um, when you're talking, you're not fighting. Yeah. And I think we have to always remember that you need to maintain an open channel of communications at the highest level. One of the things that, um, I'm sorry to digress, but okay. I think that one of the things about the balloon situation, which really stood out to me, is that um, I think that there... I have no idea whether it was intentional or unintentional, and, and the intelligence community is really split. They, they don't know exactly what happened there. But what we do know is that, let's say it was unintentional and there was a grave miscalculation. Um, you know, they are a very large company with a, a country with a large military and presence really throughout the Indo-Pacific region and increasingly in other parts. A, another miscalculation could lead to much more severe consequences uh, for both sides, for all sides. And so that's why you have to maintain very clear channels of communication and say, hey, you know, this is a red line for me. Right. Um, can, we, can we work on this issue together um, and, and, and do something constructive here, even if we disagree there? You know, I think that's, that's the type of communication that we have to have, even with uh, countries with which we have, uh, you know, uh, tensions. Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy, Peoria native, but Dana and uh, Raja, I just did this uh, calculation in my head while we were talking. I think uh, in 2036, 2036, uh, I hope we're still on the air, Danny, when uh, uh, Mr. Krishnamurthy announces run for president. Yeah. In 2036, I think, I th Raja, I think oh you need to God. get that get that I'm ball rolling. A contract extension. <laughs> <laughs> it's always great to talk to you. Our best to your family, uh, both here in town and, uh, of course, your your wife and children. And uh, be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, you too. Thank you, Greg and Dan. Bye bye.